Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Um, yeah, hope you guys have been enjoying the episode so far. Uh, really pleased to be joined on this episode by the founder of Wittering Fitness, uh, Mr. Ben Price, the owner of the most majestic Leonidas beard I have ever seen. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, Ben, thank you. as wild as it was in the last lockdown. Last lockdown, they got pretty wild. Yeah, well, I think last lockdown, it was like a beard thing, wasn't it? Everyone grew a beard, didn't they? <laughs> and mine just doubled in size. Yeah, mate, it's very strong, very strong. But yeah, thank you for uh, for agreeing to come on. I was saying before we hit record, um, I've been kind of wanting to message you for a while. I've kind of been wanting to to have someone on who's involved in the kind of personal training sort of fitness industry um, to kind of talk about that. And I know you do a lot of stuff about mental health as well. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've we've met kind of once or twice, but... Tell, tell myself and the listeners a bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, uh, so my name's Ben and I'm, I'm actually ex-military. Um, and so I came into fitness from a pretty different angle from most personal trainers. I actually was not fit at all uh, <laughs> when I started training, for, well, when I joined the military and actually I uh, was too overweight to join. <laughs> so I had to... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true story. And I had to go and lose weight uh, so I could, like, meet the standards of the very, you know, the very bare minimum standard. Couldn't run, you know, hated running a long time. Um, and, yeah, joined the military. I smoked. I drank a lot. And I still wasn't really very fit even in the military. And then just kind of went on this epic journey of trying to get fit and trying to get fit and then get injured and trying to get fit and get injured and it's just no one's really telling you how to do it properly I, I don't think uh very few people are very most of the fitness industry is geared towards screaming and shouting at you and same in the army really it's just like go and do it and if you get injured well you just you're not you're not robust enough right um when actually there's a very you know, there is a path that anyone can take to be strong and be fit. And I think I've sort of proven that because I've gone from being very unfit to training for an Ironman. We didn't actually get to do it because of the lockdown. But, and I mean, running for me really, like, was really bad. And I learned how to run. And the longest I did was three hours of running, which was crazy. Um, when I used to get back pain in 15 minutes of running, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of my angle into it. I had a lot of, a lot of injuries and I learned a lot about my body through being injured and how to rehab myself and how to fix myself. Ended up teaching other people and then sort of thought, what am I going to do when I leave the army? I'm going to coach other people basically. That's awesome. So I guess, yeah. So it's, it's always nice when your, your mind kind of gets, gets made up for you it's one of those things where it's it's sort of in front of you and you don't realize it was there the whole time you're like what am I going to do with myself yeah. and actually I guess I you know I, we'll get into it um uh, later on but I guess that probably has helped you so much as a personal trainer now having all that personal you know personal experience for you from yourself because I'd say probably a lot of personal trainers don't have that like you said in you know I've never had a I've never I don't I don't go to the gym I work out at home and everything but um I imagine the view of a personal trainer wouldn't wouldn't be that they don't get injured and stuff like that. Usually they're very much like uh, an alpha human, aren't they? And they they take a lot of pride. <laughs> that's kind of you know people. A lot of people. That's what they that. portray. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they portray. Not necessarily true. Um, no. I think in general, I mean, everyone's very different, obviously. But 
most people will come into it perhaps they're from school or they just kind of decided that's what they were going to do so they yeah they don't have that kind of experience behind them and maybe they will naturally kind of fit at school as well and that's another thing that they they kind of reason they go into it because that, that's kind of what they're good at so I was never good at it until now <laughs> yeah because yeah, that's interesting I, I I didn't I didn't think about it. I think I, I knew that you were um, ex-military but I didn't know that you you didn't necessarily come from a, a sort of sporting background initially like you said you know I was I was one of the fat kids at school as well and I fucking hated PE and all this stuff and never, yeah. you know, oh, sorry, I forgot my kit. So I can't, oh, well, I can't play, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I didn't, I was, I played like, you know, I played rugby. Yeah. Uh, played basketball, but I was not good, you know, not particularly good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I was uh, always, I think I've always been trying to get fit and yeah. uh, continue to try. You know. I guess that's it's, it's great to have that empathy as a as a as a coach yes. as well. You know, for for me, I yeah. you know, I was uh, you know we said before we hit record, I was t I taught taught windsurfing for the best part of the last ten years, and one of the yeah. things that I always noticed about it is you in with windsurfing being an instructor, you only have to be the level above what you teach. So often you get these instructors that aren't necessarily that good themselves but they're amazing instructors because they've only yeah. just, they've only just gone through whatever it is they're teaching you know they yeah. Yeah. you know so it's, yeah. it's a it's an odd way to look at it initially you kind of go well why if you're an instructor you should be amazing at all this but it's like there's a difference between personal performance and the ability to teach i think oh yeah absolutely i think you could probably you could get plenty of pro you know Ironman athletes who couldn't teach someone how to, you know, get fit, or and likewise, I'm sure, in windsurfing you get plenty of pro windsurfers who couldn't teach a beginner because they just that was so long ago for them. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. You you know you have yeah. some you see some like tutorial videos that they've made or whatever breaking down a certain move and they don't actually <laughs> tell you they don't tell you how to do it. All they do is describe the move. You know, it's a bit like Stop on the board. <laughs> yeah, just jump the board, land the move, and sail away. And you're like, right, brilliant. Okay, thanks for that. I'm learning. I'm learning how to wing foil. I just went out today on my first wing foiling session with a sup. Um, so that's my new challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fun. I I tried it. I I was in um, Greece last year for like a week, and I had I had a go on it, and it's. I don't know. I've not really done any foiling before. I've done a lot of windsurfing, but never any foiling. But I got up on it, you know, pretty easily. Uh -huh. And you just went. Yeah. It just feels weird to start with because you're just you feel so high above the water. I know yeah, you, yeah. Kite, you kite surf, don't you? I kite surf, yeah, but I've never foiled. And um, well, I was actually out on Sunday, so I've kite surfed for a long time. And I was out on Sunday when that big sixty mile per hour gust of wind came, and yeah, everyone everyone ejected. You know, everyone just ejected oh, their yeah. kite. I got taken up in the air. I was quite far out, so I kind of kept the kite up and landed the kite. But my board got got swept down the beach, just tumbled down the beach, smashed the nose in. Oh. So, so I thought, oh, that's a good job, good uh, excuse to to buy a new board. So that then I decided to go foiling, get foiling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once you get into the wing foiling as well and stuff, you let that's that's another new board and another wing and yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with these sports. Like, there's just there's yeah. so much gear to collect, isn't there? I do. I do want to windsurf, but I've got an old windsurfer, and it's so much kit. I just, yeah, I do want to try it though. I think it's one of those things. Like, I, I want to try kite surfing as well, but you don't you don't need to do everything. You know, I think the foiling foiling's a cool thing because you can do it in conditions where kiting and windsurfing aren't good. Yeah, but, yeah, and also it's so little kit. Yeah, board and a 
wing you know no strings no lines you know yeah great. no masts it's perfect yeah it's perfect as you can see yeah. i can see why it's growing so much um yeah. yeah it's definitely cool i've definitely found myself online looking at them but sometimes you see the price and you're like oh I don't know. yeah yeah take the, hit. take the hit so i so obviously you know going going back to your you know deciding to become a personal trainer um, are you are you originally sort of from from the Witterings? Then what what sort of made you base yourself down here and then take us through the story of you you founding um you know your your business Wittering Fitness? Yeah, so I never intended to have a gym. Uh, never intended to necessarily live here, but um, we used to come on a holiday here as a kids. You know, uh, obviously used to kite surf down here whilst I was on holiday yeah. and things like that. Um, and then I so after the military they uh if you don't have a degree they'll fund the degree which is pretty good so i went to chichester uni as a mature student to do sports therapy and stayed in my parents holiday caravan for the summer which was amazing um and then didn't particularly i didn't really like being a mature student at uni it was pretty it was pretty bad actually for my own mindset because i was getting treated like a child and i I massively didn't like that. And, um, <laughs> you know, there's a <laughs> remaining humble, but uh, yeah, it was just hard, hard work. Yeah. And, um, and then ended up starting, well, I kind of came here early before the degree started, um, set up, got, got clients, started working in other gyms, and then um, started a boot camp for Stance, who are over the road to the sock company that Ed works for, yeah. Yeah. that we were talking about earlier. Um, started a boot camp for them met them through various people and uh, and then that's sort of how it started so we we started a boot camp grew it opened it up to other people moved inside in the winter like in one of their other buildings um just like it was just like warehouse on one side and then a bit of gym kit on the other and that's what yeah. we that's what we were doing and then we moved into the building we're in now and we didn't have a floor we just had like all the bits of gym kit we just moved into here concrete floor freezing cold still being used as a warehouse down the end and uh yeah and now we've got the whole floor uh the whole bottom floor we've got proper no amazing kit now we've got brilliant kit um and it's yeah it's proper now so that's kind of how it started and how i ended up here really did you ever did you ever see yourself when you decided to become a personal trainer? I mean, I, I don't know a huge amount about the industry, but from what I gather, you you almost become like a freelancer and you kind of rent gym space, don't you? You know, so you go to a uh yeah. or whatever and you you kind of do that. Did did you ever think about going down that route or did you always kind of want to have your own your own place with your own ideas in there? Well, I actually so I actually intended to go mainly online training originally because okay. I wanted to remain you know able to go other places and yeah. so it would have been so i started but it's actually very difficult to start as an online trainer you need to have one-to-one -one experience you know i think you know helping people in real life and so yeah i was renting uh, space in gyms um but i never really i never really intended to set up a gym i just it just kind of happened and yeah. it seemed like the right thing to do and i think in the back of my mind i always did want a gym by the beach you know i I think yeah, it was always up there. Yeah, so kind of got that now. And Witterings is amazing to live in. So, um, love it. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great place. <laughs> I guess I guess for you having such a passion for the kind of water sports and stuff, um, and actually a lot a lot of people that do live in the Witterings, a lot of them live there for that reason, don't they? They live there because they enjoy the you know that you get amazing. Um, for the South Coast, it's probably one of the best places to surf. You get amazing windsurfing, amazing kite surfing. 
Um, yeah. I mean, do you do you find your your clients reflect that a lot? Yeah. So I think the uh, typical um, we got a real range of people actually. I can. It's hard to say who's a typical client, but a lot of people they've been working their whole lives, um, and they've moved down to the Witterings to maybe wind down or even like retire. Yeah. And then they've realized they can't do it and they're unfit. And so that's what, that's what it's all about really getting them, getting people fit for the things they moved down in for. So is that walking, you know, just rehab and that sort of thing. Is that the, is that the kind of goal? I mean, I, you know, I, I obviously did do my, uh, do my research before I do a podcast. So I was on your, your kind of website the other day and, and things, and I was, you know, reading about it and some of the stuff that I thought was really cool that, that you said in a couple of your, you know, your kind of brand video and stuff was you, you, you sort of had this goal of actually making people not be like, Oh, I've got to, got to go to the gym mm. and I've, I've got to do it, but actually start kind of enjoying that process of, yeah. of getting fit. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like the first, the, uh, I think the first and most important thing is you enjoy it because this isn't something that you have to do. You, you, you know, it's actually a very weird thing for a human being to go and go to a box and expel, and you know, unnecessary calories. It's not something that we should normally do. Like through millions and millions of years of evolution, we've never just gone and exercised for no reason whatsoever. No. Other- for our health um we would usually do it anyway through you know hunting and gathering basically yeah uh so it's kind of weird to to go to a place to do it so yeah so it needs to be fun because it's not it is not naturally it is not fun for anyone really it's not like naturally fun <laughs> does that make sense it's not something yeah, we do for fun we don't for fun we dance and we, we do stupid shit like that we don't go and exercise that's not something that anyone throughout evolution has ever done for fun exactly i mean you know for me, <laughs> for me i've i've had my ups and downs with with working out over the years obviously consistently i've always you know like windsurfed and all that stuff so i've always done the sports i love um but yeah. actually working out to back that up i've been you know very up occasionally and predominantly very down with um yeah. um so it, it, but I, I, the way i've sport, always yeah. The way I've always looked at it is I've always enjoyed the the feeling afterwards rather than the feeling during. And I think that's yeah. the same for a lot of people because you do, you do, you feel fucking good afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, obviously having said all of that, it is a necessity for us to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, even though you do your sports and things, it's still good that you do a bit extra, isn't it? Just to, you know keep that activity up but yeah after the exercise and i suppose this comes back nicely to the the point of the podcast which was the effect on your mental health is we all yeah you you get that feeling afterwards and that is the endorphins of having done the exercise not not everyone feels that great after exercise but some people yeah you do feel really good and you can get those those same kind of endorphins from having sugar uh, or having fat, like, you know, processed fat food, yeah. something that gives you energy very quickly and you, or excessive alcohol or smoking or, or you know, other addi- addictive activities give you similar things. And that you can, you, if, uh, the way I explain it to people is that we're, we're just one big stress pot and you've got to empty the pot and you can do that through healthy ways or you can do it through unhealthy ways. The unhealthy ways don't really 
empty it in the long term though they're just create more stress yeah so fill your pot up even bigger and then you can't handle anything in the pot so you know healthier habits exercising meditation journaling having a beer with your mates or whatever like those are actually i've actually sent people to go to the pub to have a beer with their mates because they just don't socialize at all so mm. yeah it's not just just burpees <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> bigger picture sort of look at things yeah i mean i've i've always you know, I've always taken the taken the view of like it, it is very much all about balance, especially for me of like, you know, and I've spoken to a few people as well in the past and they're like, well, I work out so that I can eat like shit at the weekend and drink 25 beers with my mates and stuff. And it's I know it doesn't necessarily work quite like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure that that's balance either, you know, working out four hours a day so that you can go and do that. But, you know, I think like, like you said, I think and exercise itself can be addictive can it you know these people that yeah. start going to crossfit and suddenly it becomes their life and they buy the, all the yeah. gear and they get so into it and things but everyone i've ever known that's done that has burnt themselves out within like six months to a year and they just stop yeah. doing it and yeah. I, I, i'd be really interested to know why because i've certainly never stepped foot in a crossfit gym <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm actually from the crossfit world actually so i've um been in you know when i started really picking up my fitness a lot i did join a crossfit gym but i joined it you know actually i was actually in afghanistan um yeah. <laughs> and i was training with the danish army and they were brilliant uh cool. they're very humble you know and which is what it was when it start when it when it started it was very humble like anyone can join in you know and now it's like fashionable and there's short yeah. shorts and t-shirts off and everything like that and it's become something else and you can do a weekend course and open up a crossfit gym like i don't think that's that's yeah. right to be honest no. um so but anyway um so yeah i mean i mentioned earlier that i was training for an ironman that is not normal no. no that's not normal and like no one should think that that is normal um is it healthy i think i did it in a healthy way but i don't think you know you can definitely do it in an unhealthy way as well like so it's not normal same for like crossfit training like and again it really really depends on the gym and because i know some gyms are fantastic crossfit gyms and some gyms are like let's go the hell for leather every day you know and actually yeah you can't do that you can't do that for six months or a year that's yeah. why people get to that point and they're burnt out so when i did the ironman training it was 30 weeks to build up for an ironman wow yeah and you start at 15 minutes of running and biking and you get to you know the swim is 4.8k well i thought i should know this 4.8k <laughs> 180k 180k bike rides and a and a marathon Oof. and you started off and it would take you well i was aiming for about 12 to 13 hours and you started off at 15 minutes like that's the progression you don't get that in most gyms you don't get that kind of uh, you know you've got you've got to build up that load tolerance yeah um and um yeah so that's does that answer your question why they <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's not a question i mean all, all of this is super interesting as i said it's it's not a it's not a world that i'm particularly um particularly versed in as i said i've all i've all i've ever noticed is just observations from the outside for me so i've noticed yeah. you know people that have gone into into crossfit um and you know like i said they've got super into it bought all the gear and you know within a few months they've lost so much weight and they look amazing and all this and you see yeah. that then then suddenly, you know, uh, you know, maybe it's Christmas time or or something like that, and 
and then you notice yeah. and then you know suddenly they're not wearing the Reebok CrossFit gear anymore or Reebok's not with it anymore is it because the, the man, <laughs> the man has naughty things didn't he but yeah. um but yeah, I think, yeah, it's basically it's burnout, you know, but it, like I say, it does depend on the gym, depends on quite a few things. Um, so the way, the, the reason that we didn't become a CrossFit gym is kind of, as I alluded, it became very fashionable. I'm sure we would have done well as a CrossFit gym, um, but I just didn't feel like it was worth paying for that name, you know, when I know that, that yeah. there's a different way. And actually we, we have a whole, no one cares, like, we're not crossfit gym <laughs> and you know we do it means that we can do what we want as well like we can we've got our own program and it's all about maintenance really you know maintaining a general health you know and fitness standard rather than going health forever and entering entering competitions nothing wrong with it like if they if that's what people want to do but generally people are not that way inclined they just want to get fit so they can go surfing or... yeah that's that's what i was going to say like i by the looks of it what you do is more get people fit to prepare them for life whether it is they want to you know go for a walk with their grandkids in a few yes. weeks or yeah. whether they want to you know whether they're going on a kite surfing holiday and they want to get a bit fitter for it that kind of thing yeah. is that is that more i guess we well, you, you've kind of just answered it, but that's more your kind of aims rather than getting, yeah, getting super, super and... kind of ripped yeah oh yeah there yeah yeah you mentioned earlier no mirrors in the gym and that is like that's a massive thing so um one thing i really disagree with is um you know getting fit for a picture which yeah. is going to go on instagram and then you're going to get fat afterwards yeah like, <laughs> what what is that all about i mean how i mean that's just the world we live in but you know I, I just think that's so wrong because it's really unhealthy like the way that certain places were doing that that is not healthy at all like you don't eat you know, don't eat anything, basically, yeah. um, except protein. And you, you actually you ruin all the gut bacteria, or you, you, you strip all the bacteria out of your gut, so your gut cannot digest things properly. So when you start eating normally again, you just don't have any of that bacteria there. So you've got a. I know people who are really quite ill from doing that sort of thing, um, and they don't feel good. Like they feel awful. <laughs> they just look good, and they don't even look that good. It's just lighting and you know and yeah, yeah. They, you know their eyes are, their eyes are probably pretty sunken and they're a bit pale yeah. and yeah and yeah. again like some people do that bodybuilding as a profession and, and they do it healthily and there's nothing wrong with it but i think you just you go ask yourself what why are you why are you training you know what are you doing this for and the why is important i think um and actually i've been thinking a bit more about how we're going to up our game here for next year because we we do really well and the members do really well but we're just missing a few aspects. And uh, so next year, we're going to have a focus membership. So the focus you can pick fat loss and health, um, muscular strength and endurance, uh, sorry, muscular strength and building muscle mm -hmm. and uh, event performance. And that is like the three areas. So everyone will kind of train the same way, but your homework and your nutrition uh, is going to be different depending on your focus. Um, because yeah, people want different things. So yeah, that's an interesting I want to I just want to touch on before we move on, like I, I actually didn't have this um, this down in my notes, but I don't know why I didn't think about it. But what are your thoughts on on the whole like, you know, nutrition side of it? I mean, I know we said we'll, we'll get on to I want to get your opinions about James Smith, um, but his whole thing about uh, a calorie deficit and all this stuff. And I, I'm very much of that opinion. And, you know, I listen to a lot of, you know, Joe Rogan and stuff. And he always talks about his dog 
or like James Smith maybe talks about his dog as well. And it's like, you know, you don't give your dog a juice diet to make it make it lose weight. You you walk it more, you walk it more and you feed it less. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. actually, you know, one of my big goals for this year, pre pre COVID anything, one of my big goals this year was to get a lot fitter. Um, and I, I kind of have, um, especially in the last month, because I've started running. Um, but one of the things I've done, yeah, is I've started moving more and eating less. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's worked. So what are, what are your thoughts on on the kind of nutrition and, and do you include that um, as a as a side thing with with Wittering Fitness? Yeah, so we do we do basic uh, nutrition, but like I said, the focus memberships are going to help uh, us focus more on it and the clients focus more on it. <laughs> so um, yeah, so with nutrition, um, obviously there is many many different uh, opinions out there, and I think it's first of all. If you are listening to this and you're thinking of going to get help from from uh, uh, a dietitian, is who you should be going to, yeah, uh, yeah. because they are qualified or a sport, a registered sports nutritionist or a sports nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, anybody can call themselves a sports nutritionist or yeah. nutritionist. I can call myself a nutritionist. I have I've done a qualification as a nutrition coach, but that really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like it doesn't qualify me in a particular way, you know. Um, so you have to, that's why it's, and, and then it's confusing because you've got healthy food, which isn't really healthy food. It's just marketed as healthy food. Yeah. So you've got, there's, there's so many holes you can go down and should you be vegan and should you do this? And my opinion is a calorie is not a calorie. Okay. If you, if you uh, require 3000 calories a day uh, to just maintain your body weight, yeah, you had that as just sugar. You're not going to be like feeling great <laughs> okay um and like so that's that that's that's uh kind of goes against what james smith was saying yeah but james smith is you know he swears well he's very like you know in people's faces and blunt um he's not terrible uh but i just think the calorie is not a calorie and but that's his message and that's what yeah, he's, yeah. his marketing thing's all about so um you know fair play but uh I think it, it just all adds to the confusion. But it, is, is he does he help people feel better? Uh, I don't know actually, but I imagine so because lots of people follow him, don't they? So um, yeah. So if you had three thousand calories of sugar versus three thousand calories of real food, you know the real food is going to be it's going to give you so much more benefit mm. than the sugar. Uh, personally. I stopped eating meat uh, a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, being I was a big meat eater. Um, stopped eating meat. I actually went full on vegan just to just to try it out to see what all the hype was about. Because again, you've got lots of different opinions out there. And I thought, I, always my is always the way I think is just to try things. And if it works for me, then it works, and that's that's great. And um, it really works. I mean, but you can be an unhealthy vegetarian and you can be an unhealthy vegan. It doesn't mean you're healthy. Sure, yeah. yeah. So just eat loads of fruit, no, uh, vegetables, not too much fruit, nuts and seeds, and you'll be all right. Basically yeah. just don't need to be, it just, just doesn't need to be complicated. The most interesting research is really boring on nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just says eat a variety of vegetables. <laughs> Everything um, we can get being told since we were kids, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing exciting, and that's why it doesn't make the news. But what does make the news is strawberries give you biceps or something random like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing, so I went to university for one year and that was the first time I'd really looked at research and how research is done. You have a correlation study, which basically means I've got 100 people, uh, 50 of them got bigger biceps and like, you know, 40% of those 50 uh, all ate strawberries for breakfast. Therefore, strawberries must give you bigger biceps. Yeah. But obviously that's total rubbish. <laughs> yeah. But that's the correlation study. So that there's no control group. There's not like this this group had strawberries for breakfast and they got bigger biceps. This group had blueberries and they didn't, and this group had nothing and they didn't. That that would be a better study. But it's really yeah, so you can't trust what you read in the newspapers about nutrition because they can basically write whatever they want and they could probably back it up with a study. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So yeah, just keep it simple is what I think with nutrition and use common sense. And yeah. eating eating a foot long hot dog and then burning it off as calories, that's not common sense, I don't think. Yeah, that doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove a point. It's very easy. I guess it's very easy to compare ourselves to a car, being like you put petrol in, you drive, you use the petrol, but at the end of the day, we're we're not a car, are we? We're a human, you know. Well, yeah, but that is it is a fairly good analogy because are you going to put diesel in or are you going to put petrol? Yeah, true. Petrol. Depends on your engine, I guess. High grade, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. And actually, like more people, I say much more people spend more money and look after their car way more than they look after themselves. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, actually, there's a lot of analogies for a car. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting yeah. getting down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Nutrition is a big rabbit hole. One. for sure yeah yeah and i think it's 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 so contested by so many people isn't it everyone everyone's an expert especially as soon as um, i mean i'm sure you you must know this as well with with exercise and working out but you know these days everyone on instagram like all they do is mm. put up a picture of them wearing gym wear and suddenly they're especially in lockdown as well where suddenly everyone's posting my lockdown workout and all this like did, did that kind of frustrate you quite a lot because I, I did see quite a lot of backlash of people doing that and it was a lot of poor technique that are going to make you, you know, like, like you said, preventing injuries and, and things like that. Um, yeah, is, that well. is that something that kind of, kind of worries you a little bit? I know, I know they're kind of doing it to, you know, help people's mental health and keep them moving and all this, but to mm -hmm. me, and I'm not even, as I said, I'm no way involved in the industry. That's, it seems quite unnecessary and a bit people stepping out of their lanes. Yeah. I mean, people have always done that. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know what Joe Wicks is like now, but I, I remember watching a video of him on the beach doing jumping lunges, you know, jump and lunge. That's pretty advanced movement. Yeah. Like I would find that pretty hard work as well. Like, but if you're doing that wrong, then you can stress, you know, your body. And, and so there's, there's really, there's so many people doing things wrong out there. And I used inverted comments for that because um, yeah. There's so much point. Basically, no one is taught how to squat it, on their personal training course. No one is taught how to squat properly. I yeah. learned squatting properly because I got really badly injured doing a squat and, and then did a, and I was just like, why am I getting so injured? And I researched it, researched it, found people who knew what they're talking about. And then I did a, um, a three month squat program. It's called a Smolov squat program. It's like this Russian strongman thing. Yeah. And uh, it was just three months of squatting. And like that can teach you a lot about squatting, just squatting yeah. for three months. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I just learned a lot through experience and, and people are amazed. Like when people can come into here, they'd never squat in their life or maybe even they have, and it's just, 
to always hurt them or something and just do a few you just just knowing what to do is easy when you know how right exactly yeah yeah and i guess really improves it i guess as well it's so different you know going back to like us doing kind of water sports and stuff you look at you know windsurfing kite surfing and it's so it's so kind of complicated but then you look at someone doing a squat and you go oh well that that looks pretty easy or you know Someone yeah, doing quite a lot going on. Yeah. Exactly. Or like even even like a deadlift or something, you're like, oh, that looks quite easy. But like there's so much technique involved. So I guess it must yeah. be so easy to just in- injure yourself. And that Definitely. that'll knock you back a little bit as well, won't it? You know, mentally and things like that. If if you signed up for the gym and you're all excited, oh yeah. Yep. I've yep. been watching Joe Wicks and now the gyms are open, you go in, you smash it out, and the next day you you know, your ankles rolled, or I you know, I don't know, whatever, you your yeah. hips don't work. So yeah, I agree. And um, uh, coming back to what you you said, you're going out and doing a bit of running. So uh, you know that's quite a common thing, right? Go out and run. And lo- running was the last thing that I really nailed. Well, swimming was actually because I couldn't swim um, particularly well before I did the training. But so running is something everyone's like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go for a run. But there is a technique for running. Yeah. And again, another like really hot conversation out there is should you have foamy heels on your shoes or should you use barefoot like plimsoll things yeah which I, I, i'm a barefoot sort of plimsoll person and um i but i learned how to run when you learn how to run your efficiency is so much better and you're like you're not putting the kind of impact through the heel that you sh- you know with the foam the foam won't cushion enough impact anyway yeah um but yeah so if you if you learn it right yeah it, it's possible and like that's what, like you say, on the mental health and like the mindset side of things. That's that's what we do in our first session in the gym. We our first session in the gym is not is in the office and we're ta- we're chatting or on Zoom at the moment. So um, we kind of take people through this process, which first of all is not to make excuses, never to complain, and never to whine. And that the, there is a reason. The reason for that is because when you do that, you focus on the negative. Yeah. And when you focus on the negative, the way your brain works, you will notice more of the negative. Yeah. So I don't know, have you, have you got a car or? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what color is your car? White. White. And what type of car is it? Uh, it's a Citroen Berlingo. It's a van. And how many of those did you notice after you bought it <laughs> versus before you bought it? What, as in the color and things? As in like that particular van on the road before you bought it, and after you bought it, how many more did you notice on the road? Oh yeah, loads. It's a bit like Grand, 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 <laughs> like in um, in Grand Theft Auto when you steal a car and you. Yeah. I remember playing that, and you'd you'd finally find a car, a really good car. You'd steal it, and then suddenly everybody was driving them on the road. <laughs> and I don't think everyone was suddenly driving them. I think you just suddenly go, oh. They were always there. Yeah. yeah. They're always there, but you're now noticing it, and that's called your reticular activation system, and that's just something very deep ingrained into our brains. Yeah. Um. So. Going back to the no excuses, if you if you are focused on the reasons you can't do something, you will notice more reasons why you yeah. can't do it. And you will also seek to confirm why yeah. that's true. Yeah. So that's like, and also it's just really hard taking a group of people and training them if they're complaining all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It must be difficult for you actually. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that's like that's like our first house rule. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's not to be like, oh, just stop making excuses and get on with it. There is, you know, there is a real, uh, real reason why, you know, I don't, I'm not a fitness person. I, I'm not a fitness person. It's not me. I'm just not that kind of person. You wouldn't see me in a gym 
and then you're going to find reasons why you're not a fitness person. Yeah. But I can't run. I can't squat. I can't, you know, do this. I can't lose weight. It's just always negative. Yeah. Well, I've been, then, I, got, I, I got, I got told by, um, I had a bad back a few years ago. I had a bad crash windsurfing and I, I went to see him and, and I'm, I'm six, three, six, four. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite a big guy. And he sort of saw me and he said, do you, do you ever run? And I said, no, not really. And he was like, well, you shouldn't really. He was like, you, you're kind of the wrong build and you're, you know, your back, <laughs> he said, your, your ankles yeah. from, from doing, you know, from windsurfing, your ankles aren't that strong and all this. Yeah. And in the last month for November, I've run 5k every day and I'm absolutely fine. So it's, yeah. but for years I've always been like, nah, don't run mate. I've got to, got yeah. to but that's uh, even worse when someone of authority with yeah. a white coat tells you that. Yeah. That's, um, that's really common. Yeah, I've heard so many people who say running is bad for you. And some people, maybe they, you know, I wouldn't say they shouldn't run. I just said they should learn how to run. Yeah, or take it easy to start with you. It's very easy because you see people going, oh, I've run 5K, 10K. For someone who yeah. doesn't run, running 5K is a long way. Yeah, yeah. And but you can also get away with it for a long time before it will hurt you. Mm. That's the problem. So you can, your, your, your human body is designed for running. There's no real argument about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've run for millions of years. We weren't born with shoes on. Everything about the body is built for running. Like we sweat. We've got this thing called a neutral ligament, which is in the back of our head, which keeps our head upright. And no other animal has that. Uh, the way our organs are inside of us, like they allow us to breathe whilst we're running. Whereas like a cheetah has to. Uh, so we're built for long distance running. Whereas a cheetah has to like inhale and exhale as it takes a stride. Oh, really? Cause yeah, because yeah, its organs are like punching its lungs. Right up and down, and so many animals have that. Um, so we are we are the ultimate endurance animal, basically. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So you, you do it wrong, not good. Is that why is that why you that's why you kind of start off with this sort of consultation that you do with people where you just sit down with them? Is that yeah. obviously to kind of tell them about the rules and all that stuff, but also is it to kind of get get into that sort of mindset of why they want to get fit and things or? Yeah, so we start off. It's basically uh, it's almost like a it's almost like giving people permission sometimes. So yeah. we start off like this is we don't do this. We don't make excuses. The next thing is about fixed and growth mindset. So if you have a fixed mindset, you believe that you were born not to run, yeah. and you are not a runner, and yeah. I will never be a runner. That's a fixed mindset. But those people would probably never ever really walk in the gym anyway. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had people like on the real low end of that scale. And it's quite hard to right. give examples as to why that is not true. Cause I, I used to think that I was not very intelligent and I was not very confident and like perhaps the fitness side of things knocked my confidence a lot. Yeah. But, and I also genuinely believed that I was not endurance. You know, I was not good for endurance. Mm. And even when I was teaching people this stuff, yeah. And and that's sort of one of the reasons I went out and did the Ironman or tried to if it wasn't cancelled, um, because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm teaching people how to have a growth mindset, which means, yes, I can do this and reasons why I can do this rather than reasons I can't. And I, I'm not even proving my <laughs> own theory right. here. I think so, that, that's a really simple thing to do as well, though. I mean, I, I find myself doing that all the time. I was, I was chatting to my, my mom a couple of days ago and she sort of reminded me, she was like, go on, you know, practice, practice what you preach. You say all this stuff on the podcast and you do all this stuff and then you don't listen to yourself. Yeah. yeah you got to um, do it. Yeah. 
And it's, it, I, think, I think that is really difficult for, for a lot of people in whatever profession. It's very easy to tell someone else, mm. you know, oh, you know, you should, and fi fixed mindset and growth mindset is a really good example of it because that encompasses so many things, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? definitely. Everything underpins everything. Yeah. Yeah, and literally, literally everything. So you know, and I've, I'm like, that's one thing I'm super guilty of. I'm, I'm so much of like a very much like black and white in so many things. I'm like, right, no, no, can't yeah. do that, can't do that. Or I'm like, this is all I do. You know, yeah. and yeah, I think yeah. it's like a uh, wing foiling, right? I could have given up, and then I was like, no, I've got a growth mindset. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> yeah, for, for years as well. Belly flaps, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the time it's it's a fear of it's a fear of looking stupid. Um, and I guess yeah. that for, for going in the gym, I know that stopped me going into a gym for a long time, you know, because I'm, Absolutely. you know, I was a bit of a bit of a fat, fat kid at school and stuff. So growing up, like it, it just wasn't a thing I was interested in or wanted to do. But I think it's, it's kind of a vicious circle, isn't it? Where I didn't have the confidence and I was like, no way I can walk in a gym. And then I worked in a leisure center for years and I still never used the gym. You yeah. know, I knew all the guys who worked in the gym, you know, half the time you feel weird walking in mm -hmm. and the people who work there are all but I knew yeah. them all but I still didn't go in the gym because I wasn't you know I'm like am I going to use this machine wrong am I going to do this wrong because okay. also you're not a fitness person well yeah dude I literally said it's it not part, it's not part of your identity but being a windsurfer is so I am a windsurfer is an affirmation and yeah. being a fitness person is an affirmation or being yeah. not a fitness person is also an affirmation yeah so this is also something that I talk about is affirmations what are your affirmations? What is the story about Sandy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a windsurfer, I'm not a fitness person. Like, but you know, obviously, what is a fitness person? Well, I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> saying, saying saying you're not a fitness person is is almost absolutely ridiculous. Like even walking even walking <laughs> the shops or walking around the shops is a form of fitness. So yeah. like every single one of us is a fitness person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um cool. it, it just depends how much how much time you actually want to put into that because but you it's difficult in this day and age as well with social media and things like that where there are so many people that fitness is their defining kind of trait isn't it you know for me like I was for the last it's something I've struggled with maybe over the last couple of years because for me like a big defining trait of who I am is I'm a windsurfer and I work in windsurfing and I go windsurfing and I travel around you know I do all this stuff but in the last year or so where I've left that industry behind, I'm now like, well, I actually do this, but I am still a windsurfer, yeah. you know? So it's difficult for yeah. people with, it's I guess, it's, yeah, it's interesting, you know, people with, you know, everyday jobs or whoever who, who aren't involved in the fitness industry or yourself who is involved, you know, do you, I guess, do you define fitness as like, I'm Ben and I do fitness? Or, you know, is it just like, <laughs> Is it, is it just sort of part of what, what you do? Um, I know that's, that's a different I, not a question, but it's an interesting thing to talk yeah, about. No, I, so am I Ben, am I a fitness person? I, well, I am a fitness person. Yeah. Um, but um, I think what I sort of mentioned earlier, but like what I found is really useful to understand is that it is unnatural for us to do fitness. Yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah, it's really not normal. <laughs> Well, as you said, we should be we should be out doing it anyway. But we've all yeah, we would normally just do it. Yeah, we'd be out we'd be out throwing spears at mammoths and stuff, wouldn't we? Yeah. But, yeah otherwise, you're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's where we come from. But I guess you know society has changed so much since then that the majority of us are 
sedentary for 12 hours a day so i think one thing that so coming back to social media and stuff um i don't know if you've seen the social dilemma uh yeah. film on yeah, yeah. yeah which is you you know one of the things that the way social media is working is that you are going to see more of what you like what you comment on them and so if you're liking james smith and james smith is saying you're just a dickhead go and get in the gym <laughs> right you probably and then you don't want to go to the gym because it's not natural you, you don't want to do this like expel unnecessarily calories i'm just going to sit here it's much easier and and that's natural <laughs> and you've got if you realize that no amount of shout all the shouting all the shouting is doing is just making you feel bad yeah and then because you've liked that and because you've commented on it or whatever you're going to get more of it and then you're going to feel even worse yeah and and that's a big thing like yeah People just feel bad because they're not doing it. And, and then because they feel bad, they act worse because yeah. they're so. So I have a lot of slides up on, on here, which is the way you think determines how you feel, determines how you act, which is actually a cycle. And it, you could cross over any of those. It's really hard to change how you feel because how you feel is very powerful. Yeah. If you don't feel like going to the gym, you're not gonna do it. If you don't feel like windsurfing, you won't do it. Yeah. If you really feel like it, you're gonna go and do it. Yeah. And that's the action is going to do it. So if you but what you you can't really have much control over that, but what you can control is the thoughts and the thoughts are the affirmations. So I I hate myself because I don't work out. How are you gonna feel? Anyone. It's gonna feel probably quite shit. Yeah, maybe depressed or anxious about going there in the first place. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna avoid it. We don't avoid, we avoid things that don't make us feel nice. And then you feel worse for avoiding. Well. You thought something. You thought oh, such an idiot for not going to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Or not doing the exercise, and then you feel worse again, and then it, and then you don't do it again, and then it's it's just constant. And but the the, the way you interrupt it is affirmations. Yeah. I actually get, I get some people who are really like beating themselves up all the time. Um, I'm ugly. I'm bad at this. And this is where social media doesn't help things. It's yeah, like, they're just, you just end up reinforcing those things because it's not real. Social media is not real life, you know, obviously, but <laughs> people believe it's real life. People are not always in the, those fitness people you see are not always looking like that. And they're not always in the gym and they might not even look like that when they took the picture because they may have edited it in a yeah. certain way. That's, they're not they're not normal people yeah exactly and it's 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 so difficult isn't it like like you said and it, interesting what you bringing up the social dilemma and the way the algorithms work i mean I, I work in social media now as well so i'm all too well aware of it but um you, you do know as you said if you if you take a slight interest in fitness and like you said i find myself on james smith or, or whatever i'll find the next couple of days my explore page is bombarded with people in gym wear with yeah. six packs looking like this and then you go why don't I look like that? Yeah. Oh, it's because I don't necessarily work out so much, but I can't be bothered. And like you said, it is, it just goes round and round. And that's where I think it really starts to affect people. And it, mm. it, it builds up a huge wall that people need to get over before they can actually get in through the door into the gym. Um, yeah. and, and, get and, and, and there's people exploiting that. Maybe not, they don't, maybe they don't do it maliciously. They don't know it, but like people are exploiting that. And then, you know, using people's feelings of feeling bad to sell them things mm. take this product 
and you'll feel you'll look like this and you'll feel way better I mean, it's just marketing, but, yeah. you know. And you don't need to work out. You just need to drink this twice. You don't need to work out. You don't need to do this. Or you just come to, uh, I don't know, Weight Watchers. <laughs> it's hilarious. Bat I mean, fat fighters or whatever it is. Um, that is just ridiculous. Like, it, And the, that message is completely wrong. Like, it's not about losing weight. It is nothing to do with losing weight. No. It's about losing fat. Yeah. It's not muscle. Get strong and lose fat. That's it's not Weight Watchers. You could, you could weigh the same if you feel if you if you woke up tomorrow, and you felt the same, but you had like loads of energy and you were really strong and you could run a marathon. Are you bothered about what it says on the scales? No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. you probably will lose some weight, but you're not going to lose drastic amounts. But no, that's the Weight Watchers model. That's it. Yeah, but unless you know, unless you're kind of competing for something, you know, whether it's you know whether you're you're into martial yeah. arts or. Or, or anything like that. I really, I think the the scales are an absolute demon for people, especially yes. especially in terms of mental health, because it's it. Yeah. I mean, it's great, I guess, because it's a way of tracking progress, but also it can it, it literally it doesn't lie, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, but it does. Like mental health, it plays on your mind big time. Sure. And people yeah, are doing yeah. it. People are not just women either. People are doing it, you know, twice a day. Yeah, awfully. I'll tell people to throw away the scales. Throw away. Yeah. Well, I never, I, I, you know, we don't have any or something, but occasionally I'll like, you know, we'll go somewhere and someone will have some scales in the bathroom or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, I'll just weigh myself. And you jump on and that, that's it. Your day is just ruined. Like you just, you spend the rest of the day like, what the fuck is going on? You know? <laughs> you, you Why? Feel- because you thought, what did you think about it? You thought, oh, fucking hell, I'm shit. Yeah. And- the feeling is well not very good <laughs> depressed and uh how do you act when you're depressed probably go and eat some ice cream or something yeah, exactly that's the problem like you said it's it's just such a vicious circle of right well i'll i'll go and watch you know and I, I say this on the podcast a lot of the time like my happy place like i'll go and watch star wars you know like if i'm having a bad day i'll go sit on the sofa and watch star wars but like i said and they, they say this in star wars like life is all about life is about balance so i do try if i'm having a bad day i still try and do something active um before that and then i'm like right well i've earned it now and i can kind of do that but i think a lot of people and and this is not me saying i'm better or even saying that that's the right thing to do but i think a lot of people don't do that do they they as soon as they're feeling shit whether it's work or Mm. you know personal anything they they just resort to their their comfortable happy place which often is a a sofa and a tv and a yeah like you said a tub of a tub of hagen does yeah and then and the moment oh very specific um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Delicious. Robert cheesecake. It's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's as much of a awareness. So this session that I do is as much about awareness about that. Like this is the way your brain works. It's it is not, you know, it's not unnatural. This is this is a normal thing. It's okay, but we've got to interrupt the cycle if you want to improve your health. And um, when you're, by the way. When you're stressed, your body produces cortisol. Mm. Cortisol makes you crave sugary and yeah. fat, sugar and fat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't get cortisol and then a stress, just uh, kind of a common thing that people think. But you're, you, during our evolution era, cortisol was, redu- was produced when we were in stress. And when we were in stress, we were not having any food. Yeah. And then we would crave sugar and fat because we needed to survive. And we would also not do anything because we needed to survive. We don't want to expel any unnecessary calories. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. It all, comes, all, comes down to, <laughs> all comes down to being a caveman, really, doesn't it? We should just all be like, more like cavemen. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I don't shave anymore. Yeah. Well, the only reason I'm, the only reason I'm shaving is because it's November. That's why I'm sporting this absolute ferocity. Oh, very good. Um, I was tempted, but I've just taken. I had so many years of shaving in the army. I just I can't let it go anymore. Yeah, you got to do it. Got to do it. So is that is that another reason? You know, you you briefly touched on it, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Um, is that an, another reason why you don't have any kind of mirrors in the gym? Because my usually every you know the gym I worked at leisure center, one whole entire wall is a is a mirror basically. Do you, yeah. I guess that was a conscious decision so that people aren't necessarily focused on aesthetics. Well, several reasons. First of all, mirrors cost loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second of all, uh, they're really just, yeah, they're in there to make the gym look bigger than it really is. Yeah. Um, thirdly, when you're looking at yourself doing a squat or a deadlift, especially a deadlift, your head is back like that right tilted back your your spine comes up to the base of your skull yeah and your yeah. spine should be neutral throughout the uh deadlift and i say neutral because it shouldn't be flat so you shouldn't be trying to flatten out your lower back but definitely shouldn't be a big kink in your neck and if you ever if you try and lift something and put your head right back it's actually not very comfortable and not not you're not strong and the, so the strongest position for your spine is a neutral position so basically the ironic thing about mirrors is they're there for people to check their techniques supposedly but they actually make it worse oh, wow. and obviously wow. we don't want people flexing in the mirror because <laughs> yeah. no one wants to see that so yeah not in here no <laughs> well, i thought it was i thought it was more of a i thought it was more of like a a symbol of like you don't doesn't matter what you look like and all this i didn't realize it was actually there was such a functional aspect to yeah, it yeah no that is the main reason yeah i mean people love the fact that there's no mirrors and yeah, i never awesome. really i never really in, uh, intended for that reason it was mainly because it costs loads of money and also <laughs> the 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 whole looking in the mirror is just yeah yeah but yeah there's yeah. The, the side effect is that they don't have to uh, worry about how they look um, and they they lose themselves in the workout rather than worrying about doing makeup uh, in the gym and let's face it no one no one ever looks pretty if they're actually doing a workout do they as well so it would everyone be looks pretty yeah <laughs> it's so easy to finish doing your set of burpees or whatever you're doing and look at yourself for an absolute sweaty mess and just be like what am i doing here? it's real that's what yeah. i want well it's real good. fitness no, real no, people i fully support. <laughs> I, I think it's great um yeah. just, you know um kind of finishing up, you know, touching on a, a little bit more stuff about the, the kind of mental health. Obviously, from my personal experience, um, obviously, you know, windsurfing and things like that make me very happy. But we said it briefly at the at the beginning of the conversation, you know, I'll go for a run or um, all that, you know, I, I'm working out like twice a day at the moment. Um, I'm doing the running for November, but I think I'm actually going to carry on doing it. I was doing, you know, 60 kilometers throughout the month. Um, okay. but I'm actually going right. to kind of carry on doing it. But because I, I kind of enjoy it a little bit while I'm doing it because it's nice yeah. to share, you know, but it's afterwards, the feeling afterwards of accomplishment, of kind of that destination. I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, I've, I've done well. Yeah. I can sleep well tonight, you know. Is is that something that you find is pretty typical among people when they first start working out or, you know, yeah. you who've been doing it for a long time, do you find yourself enjoying the the kind of journey and the process a lot more? Um, than someone who's just sort of starting out? Um, yeah, 
I, I do enjoy the process of it. So when I was training last year, <clears throat> again, like what, like coming back to that kind of, it's not normal that you, some people will enjoy it. And, and I always say like, you should do whatever you enjoy, like if, and it, and you're moving your body, that's great. Yeah. Like if it's not here, watching fitness is not for you, then that's good. Just do something and make sure you've got an expert who knows <laughs> what you're doing is safe. Yeah. Um, and um, going, going sort of, yeah. So the process of it, I do really enjoy. And I, um, I had a plan obviously for the Ironman training and we started in March, no, did we start April? And then obviously in March we were locked down. So I couldn't go to the pool and swim or anything. I know. So we ended up swimming in the sea and, and that was amazing. That's really good for your mental health. Like yeah. just being, or the only way I can describe it is being, is primal. Yeah. That's it's good. very primal. That's yeah. Good. And, uh, and also running is as well. Like when you get into it, it's very, very raw, very primal thing. There's no, don't take your phone. Don't listen to music. Just, just go and be at one. It's like, it's amazing. And I know it sounds a bit kind of la la, but it is. It is. You feel a real amazing thing. And I would have gone nuts in lockdown for sure. Because every, like we lost uh, about a third, you know, to a half of our membership. Right. Because we shut down three months. We tried, our, we, we did online and we kind of kept going. Um, but obviously people lost their jobs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Every other day, someone was calling me to say, I can't pay the membership anymore yeah and 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 you're just coming into an empty gym and oh, oh, it was horrible yeah bad. but the the training kept me sane 100 yeah. percent because when you're out there and you're running or swimming and maybe you're on your own or you're with a mate like it's just it's just great this is you really need it like because we need to get off social media and we need to get out into nature I think, it's, I think it's one of those things as well. And, you know, I've, I've, I've said this, the, you know, people listening to this that have listened to my other episodes would be fed up of me repeating myself with this all the time. <laughs> I can't, to me, I've just never stressed how important it is that someone find, that you find something that you can do and you enjoy, mm. you can do for even just a couple of hours a week where you're kind of moving your body. Yeah. You know, whether it is, even if it's going to the pub and playing pool with your mates rather than sitting down, like... Yeah. It doesn't need to be working out, but something no. that takes you that takes you out of your day for an hour. You know, yeah. it doesn't. It, actually, it doesn't even necessarily need to be working out. It can be sitting building Lego. Like it doesn't matter. You know, anything. But some something where you you forget about the fact that there's a global pandemic on, or yeah. you know, don't, don't watch the news. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to stop myself doing that at the moment because I'm <laughs> it, and it's so silly. But, yeah finding something that you can just occupy an hour of your, uh, your day with um, is, is so, for me, it's so, so important for your mental health. Yeah. Which makes so, sense for me. I don't know, well, you probably do know Corky. Uh, the guy in Fort Ventura? No, Corky the barber in West Wittering, East Wittering. Oh, dude, I shave my head. I don't <laughs> I shave my head. I don't go to the barbers. Oh, I so needed a bar interesting, years. <laughs> interesting uh, story. So anyone uh, around will know uh, who goes in there will know him, right. and um, he won't mind me saying this, but he he was very unfit. Uh, when he wasn't very unfit. So interestingly, he wasn't very unfit. He when I went through all this mindset stuff with him, he got it like 
down to a T. Like he would be a great person to have on the podcast. Yeah. And that's uh, like, but you know, he he smokes, or he smoked. I don't know if he's still smoking. He drank a lot. Yeah. Like, be at the pub a lot. And I was just when he came in, honestly, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be a nightmare. And uh, but he was he was limber, like he was flexible, and he wasn't that unfit. Yeah. And I was just like, why, why? And I think because he understood the mindset stuff, he is not a, he's not a barber. He is a bloody mental health practitioner for men. <laughs> you know, he's a therapist essentially. Like he's they say that, don't they? About about you know, yeah. a lot of I think even Movember their podcast and stuff is called like the barber's chair or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah it, I think chatting all day. It's a guy. It's a guy's never chat. <laughs> Yeah, so they sit down and you just oh, how's your day? And before you know it, they've they've sat there for half an hour getting the haircut. And they just talk. Yeah, and I think he's just so. I think it just comes back to stress. I think he's just so chill, and he yeah. has mates, and that's why he wasn't like in a particularly bad shape. That's it. Yeah, I think you're you're right. Like kind of trying to trying to keep that stress. The stress leads to just everything. It's it's, it's just a vicious circle. But like like I said, it's. It's just trying to find it. And again, something I say all the time, it link, links back to what we were just talking about. Um, a lot of people go through life without finding that mm. kind of passion that they can devote a bit of time to every week. Yeah. Whether, it yeah. Is, whether it is building Lego, cooking, cooking food, like going to the gym, windsurfing, anything. A lot of people don't find that throughout their life. Like I, I consider myself very lucky. I was, you know, I was 18 years old when I started windsurfing and it, it will govern the rest of my life probably you know where i live you know what what i do as a job everything it will govern based around make the maximum amount of time i can spend windsurfing you know yeah and and like like yourself as well you built your whole business around having a passion for helping other people get fit but also you're based in the wearings where you can go kite surfing all the time you know? <laughs> and a, a lot of people don't have that and i think if you do have that it, it, going back to what we said earlier, it kind of gives you that little bit of a, an identity as well, doesn't it? Of, yeah. I am a fitness person. It's like, well, I am, I am a this person. I am a that person. I do this. And having that identity and a bit of a tribe that you can stand with is also a, is, is a really lovely thing for people to have. And I, yeah, it's, it does make me sad that I think a lot of people don't have it. Hmm. Yeah. Interestingly, um, there's a really good TED talk on long, longevity uh and so the people who live the longest are yeah. not fit necessarily yeah they're not they don't eat particularly well necessarily yeah they um uh what was it they are socially integrated that is the biggest factor and close relationships so relationships and uh and and social integration so yeah. were the things that can make you live the longest <laughs> well, I, can, I mean i can see i can see why you know there's there's a lot of stuff in there about you know dementia and things like that and keeping your keeping your brain yeah. busy and talking to people and you can see why you know all these care homes and stuff of old people and potentially they don't have people going to visit them or especially at the moment like oh. why they're just like why, why am i still here you know this is it. yeah and this is why like i was just you know those two things fitness and health they were and, and nutrition they were up there but they just weren't as anywhere near as big as that and like the lockdown I was so, I was like, if we need to do it, we need to go into it, obviously, but don't need to go into it early. Like, you do not need to do this more than you, you don't want to have to do this more than you have to, because it is, it is the worst thing for your health, let alone anything else. Like, yeah. you, could, you could have coronavirus, potentially, 
and have your mates still and you know still you know be relatively fit and work out and and live or you could just be on your own with a horrible disease and then that's it and die you think, um, or suicide no no one's talking about that like how bad is suicide this year it's, well, it's basically a pandemic in itself isn't it yeah um, so it's, it's terrible do you think what, what what are your thoughts on how how kind of fitness is going to play a part in in well the way we operate now that um now that we are in this kind of post well fingers crossed next year will be a post covid world but we, we had an uh, we had a really big opportunity as like well the government had a really big opportunity to say fitness is important gyms can stay open and pubs can close and instead they did the opposite yeah they said go to the pub and don't work out and here's here's some money to <laughs> and here's some money to go and do it yeah yeah i yeah. just think we fucked it up massively <laughs> yeah really it's crazy isn't it i guess like right now we've got a yeah and there's i'm not going to mention who it is but there's an office on the estate which has got like i don't know however many people in it yeah and we're not allowed anyone in the gym yeah uh, how's that i don't understand that no i mean i don't i don't understand anything that's happening with that all that <laughs> Do you think, um, do you think, because obviously a lot of people have got into working out this year and all this, you know, they've had more time. Yeah. They've, they've been fighting, you know, there's been so much more content out there for them to do. Do you think, or do you, I guess I imagine you probably do hope, but do you think that's going to continue on internet as the world returns to normal, hopefully? Mm -hmm. um, do you think people are going to continue that, you know, working out and focusing on their fitness a bit more? Or are you worried we're just going to revert back to life before? Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think perhaps it's not a generalization; it's actually a polarization. I think it's perhaps that people are getting either more into it or a lot less into it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. People, yeah, it's like I said, black and white, isn't it? Someone's gone one. Some people have gone one way, and right, fuck it, we're going to sit on the sofa and we're going to watch Netflix until this is over. Yeah, and then we'll continue doing what we were doing before, or they're like, they've they've had like a life changing kind of last few months and gone right. Well fitness and it's all worked and all this that's that's and having said yeah having said that like we we were fortunate so we didn't get any funding or anything uh which wasn't just because the way we were set up yeah um which was a bit annoying but we did bounce back quite quickly during the middle bit of yeah <laughs> down one and two yeah. and um and i think that next year will be very busy because of the way that we're doing it it's not you know join a gym for 50 quid a month and never use it and that's the that's actually their business model is 60 percent of their users never turn up yeah. whereas for us our business model is 99 percent people turn up yeah and if they're not turning up we're going to call them and pester them until they do turn up yeah, yeah that's <laughs> <In a nice. laughs> i have knocked on people's doors before like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, out the window like shit. He's here. Oh, fitness police is here. <laughs> I don't want to go for a run. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just, that's what it's sort of what all about, isn't it? Just looking after people, really. That's it. And often, I guess, if you catch people kind of unawares, and uh, I don't want to say you you kind of guilt them for doing. No, it, I don't bully them into it. I just uh, check in. Just yeah, sure right. just re remind them that I'm, I'm still here. I'm here, you. I'm here when you're ready, I'm here. Yeah, that's all that <laughs> exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's all at the end of the day. Otherwise, know. otherwise, you're feeding into that negative 
you know message from the fitness industry is that you should feel bad because you're not exercising yeah Ooh, that's you yeah you're not a fitness person yeah 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 so. I think that's the best thing that we can we can take away from this podcast is that well that's you know, that's potentially the name of my book becoming a fitness person how i became a fitness person hey i think i, I think i was the one that said that actually ben so i think you'll find <laughs> you, you get the title of your book you're gonna owe me some money mate Becoming a fitness person, and it's a uh, lad to Ironman. Lad to Ironman. So, have you, yeah. has your Ironman been rescheduled then? Next year, yeah. Next year, so do it all again. I guess. I guess you can. Yeah. Well, maybe it gives you a bit more time to get into training. I suppose. Yeah. Well, we're sort of doing a bit during the during now. Yeah. We're going to start training properly again until April. So, it's kind of like have a beer time, chill. Yeah, it's Christmas, mate go kite surfing and windsurfing and just yeah whatever you could count that that's cross training i suppose you can absolutely i i, I did uh, measure it earlier see so, uh, i don't know i did fall over a lot and did a lot of swimming so oh, i can't see it just see yeah. how much activity i actually did but i do measure it sometimes when i go out just for interest um, you cover so much more ground than you think don't you yeah yeah you do actually uh yeah you do fair amount uh let's see here it is what we got Seven seventy-eight point. Oh, what's that? Two hundred and thirty calories for half an hour of work. Half an hour of fun. Yeah, the best exercise is the exercise yeah. where you don't you don't realize you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we can take away. Everyone is a fitness person, and if you can find something that you can have fun doing, then do it. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Cool. So finishing up, then I always have a a couple of little um. Little quick fire questions. Uh, where where's your your happy place? You click your fingers right now. Where are you? Yeah, in the sea. In the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Just just in the ocean. Doesn't matter where you do. Not really. No. No. Probably like in the sea rather than on it. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. I would I would be very inclined to agree with that. <laughs> um, obviously, you are a fitness person, so I don't know how much you do this, but uh, what you've been what have you been watching? Movies, TVs during lockdown. What's your what's your lockdown watch been? I don't have a TV. You don't have a TV. <laughs> Conscious decision. I just get distracted too much. Basically, I've got. I'm quite addictive. You know, I if I start a series, it will take over my life. And oh, really? It can't happen. So I just don't have a TV. Man, that's 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 discipline. That's that's military yeah. discipline. Uh, rigid. I um I read books actually. Yeah. Okay. What what have you um what have you been reading? Uh, so for pleasure, I read um uh oh, what's it called like this guy richard sharp yeah sharp sharp oh, yeah sean bean yeah yeah sharp sean bean that's it yeah, yeah. well that was a tv series but yeah so yeah. i read the books of that uh Ber okay. bernard cornwell bernard, bernard cornwell yeah yeah, yeah. whatever yeah i got I, I read that for pleasure and then i read you know fitness stuff or, or just whatever you know uh what's the one i been reading um it's called exercised and that's the one that talks about it's not normal to exercise and exercised okay. means stressed so yeah. we say, he's saying in the book that we're stressed about by exercise stressed about being stressed about being stressed yeah <laughs> exactly um and then as we as we said before hit record um usually or you know one of the reasons i started this podcast is so that i can sit and talk talk shit and drink beer um what are you are you a beer man are you do you do you tend to drink that much or um yeah i, I, I don't uh Obviously, balance and that, but um, yeah. yeah, I'll have a few beers. Yeah. You have a few beers. What's your what's your what's your beer of choice? 
Well, as I mentioned, my training buddy is the marketing manager for Brewdog, so obviously it has to be Brewdog. Has to be Brewdog. Um, any particular, uh, any particular flavour? So, <laughs> I'm a, I'm now a beer snob because he he got me a uh, what's their their main one that they do? Um, punk IPA. Punk. He got me a punk two weeks out of the brewery, and it was amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> tasted completely different to like. I don't know four weeks out, like yeah, when, yeah. when you get them drop. So I'm 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 a punk IPA two weeks out of the brewery kind of guy. Oh wow, that's a very specific answer. <laughs> but I like uh, I do like uh, there's a really good pub actually in Chichester. I don't know if you've been. Um, the Escapist. It's a new bar and it's like small beer, small breweries. Oh cool. And it's really oh, good great. and like all of their beers are, are great. Yeah. And, and I think it's much much healthier to have that kind of that kind of beer than it is to have like because you've got all the sugar and shit and the mass yeah yeah um the rice something the rice protein or whatever they use to ferment it rather than yeah. rather than like what they would traditionally use so you know things that are we've drank beer for millions of years as well like well hundreds, maybe not millions but thousands yeah no i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not averse to drinking some beer so <laughs> but yeah if you're doing it every weekend and you're getting you know or like what i was doing when i was in the army was perhaps five times a week four times a week it's just not good yeah so, yeah <laughs> you're probably you're probably balancing out quite nicely if you're in the army yeah though. i'm making up for it well no you'd think so but yeah exactly cool um so where where can the listeners where can the listeners find you on uh, the dreaded on social media where where can we where can we find out what you're doing yes so uh coach ben price on instagram or wittering's fitness and um just unfollow everybody else and just follow us and then you won't get distracted every fitness um, <laughs> and uh, www.wit.fit is the website nice and cool. easy awesome so. nice and that is that is where we can find you all right then guys um i hope you uh, enjoyed that podcast hope you got something out about it hope you're all gonna now go out and do an iron man and then drink uh, 25 beers because remember life is all about balance um and yeah please if you guys are enjoying the podcast please like share subscribe uh buy me a coffee all of that you can go on the link in my bio and you can do all of those things in fact no don't buy me a coffee at the moment donate because i'm really fed up of this fucking mustache um, <laughs> only another week or two uh but yeah guys thank you so much for listening uh thank you ben for coming on thank you very much um, and we will see you for the next one